0: dc.com and as always you can email us at yes another at gmail.com We can follow us on social media on twitter at yes and on ig yes another podcast with me tonight is my man
1: durris what up yo i'm back i missed i missed the episode this is, is that my first missed episode in forever
0: yeah it's been it's the first missed episode in a while
1: it hurt. It it hurt a little bit. It did, but you know, things happen. Timing just didn't work out. So, life goes on. We're back.
0: I think. I think. I think maybe, um, I feel like Brett Favre missed one game. Pay Manning maybe missed one game. Eli missed one game. Well, Eli got kind of benched, which doesn't really count. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He got screwed over in history.
0: So I mean, you're in good company. As far as being consistent, there, I'll take it. I'll take that's like, it. That's like Hall of Fame esque company right there.
1: Those are all Super Bowl champions and yes, Hall of Famers, including Eli's bum ass.
0: <laughs> I t- I'll tell you what, you know, um, people are not watching us, but if you've been keeping up with us during the season, you know that Daris has not cut his hair in quite some time. And he had a real mean fro going on. I was like, wow, this man is really going Afro Man. Remember that guy, Afro Man?
1: I do remember Afroba, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: well, we have, yeah, I'm sorry. What are you gonna
1: say? No, nah, I just the the hair thing it, it was kind of on purpose. Like obviously for COVID reasons. You you know, barbershops were closed for a while and then there was all these restrictions on making appointments and stuff like that. I'm not an appointment guy. I just like to walk into the barbershop and get it done and get up out of there. I don't even like sitting there talking a bunch. I just like to get my cut done and go. <laughs> but uh, so, so after a while, I just realized like, wow, my hair is actually growing out kind of good. I might actually do something with this. And then these last few weeks, I've just kind of had like this kind of it, it's been weighing on me. Like, what am I going to do with this hair? Like, I can't figure out what I'm going to do with it. I don't know what kind of cut I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm uh, uh, twisted or from uh, use the curling sponge. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then eventually I just started getting the feeling of Wow, I'm really tired of this hair. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of shampooing. I'm tired of, of of having to pick it out. I'm tired of of combing. I'm, I'm sick of it. I want to get rid of it. So, I finally uh, uh toughed up and went to the bar- barbershop uh, last weekend and chopped it all off. So, I, I, I was surprised when
0: I when <laughs> the video uh, Zoom video popped up. I was like, "Oh wait, wait. this is not. It looks like theirs, but I'm not entirely sure." I,
1: I definitely look different. Um, it's probably more so the, the cleaned up beard is yeah. probably more so than the top of the head, but, uh, I'm just, I'm just glad to know I still have, you know, a little bit of a hairline. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's not running away from me quite yet, but I know we're getting there. My dad's is, so <laughs> I'll be where he is. Soon. <laughs> uh, my, it,
0: in my hair, my hairline straight, but it, the grays are popping up now. And I'm
1: Ooh, like, yeah. the I, I get the occasional gray in the beard. We've had this conversation before about grays. You're you're, you're scared of grays, aren't you?
0: Well, I mean, not that I'm scared. it was like, dang, man. I can't pull, you know, like, at some point, you know, I don't have to start spraying, like, that crap that uh, Giuliani had in his head the other day when he just started dripping. You saw that nonsense when he was, like, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> his, that was bad. His His... his, his his dye started leaking off his face, like, oh man, you know, come on. But uh,
1: <laughs> the memes that came from that were legendary.
0: Yeah. If... I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's. I promise you, that's all the politics we're going to be getting into uh, this evening. Um, but yeah, uh, there is. Where can I follow you at?
1: Uh, I can be followed at the, uh, excuse me, the game 836 uh, to underscore in between there, the underscore game 836 <laughs> on, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, and you catch me streaming on YouTube and Twitch if you like to watch a man play some video games.
0: Yeah, that's right, that's right. And guess what we got, like a speaking of Twitch and like gaming, uh, we have a returning guest. Now, if you've been one of like the day one followers of the app, you remember this man from... Um, our uh, Fast and Furious, aka Fast and Ridiculous <laughs> podcast episode, where we basically reviewed and reminisced over the entire franchise up to I think the seventh. It was movie. seven. Yeah, the you know the movie that I fell I fell asleep on. But if you remember um that episode, you know this next guest like he's my best friend and like I've known him forever since like middle school. Uh, Albert,
2: welcome back. What's going on, Carlos? There it's good to meet you. Uh, man, in terms of we're talking about lengths between missing shows, I probably hold the record right because the last show I was on was like two years ago, yeah. <laughs> so, so that record has been broken, right? Yeah. <laughs> is, I remember
0: Albert was like, Oh, this is really fun, you know, bring me back on. Oh, like, yeah, sure, don't no, no, worry, I got you. Two years mm. later, dang, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear about the show all the time. I, I my sister listens to it. I listen to it every now and then as, as well. Carlos talks about it. I don't get no invites.
1: I don't Dang, exist. Dang man, come on, Los. What are you doing, man?
2: I mean, between the times that we talked, we had I was last on the show. A new Fast and Furious movie came out. Yes.
1: Sheesh.
2: <laughs> a whole new Fast and Furious. And you know, what? if COVID wasn't going on, there would have been another Fast. And Furious. Yeah, yeah,
1: that other yeah. that other one was supposed uh, to come out back in yeah. April. <laughs>
0: I tell you what, because I remember I saw the trailer for, um, because I saw like uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I saw pieces of it. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. I'm, I'm, you know, I can't do this. But when I saw the uh, the most recent trailer for *Fast and Furious* and saw that Han came back, I was like, hold up, hold up. How did Han, who died in *Tokyo Drift*, but yet the smart and very savvy writing brought him back in like the like the next three movies? Only to kill him back off, leading him back to Tokyo Drift. How has he come back yet again? So at some point we to have to reconvene on that uh, part two of that Fast and Furious uh, podcast we did, uh, which was very, uh, which was very fun. I must say, i like I would like to do more side like side movie review type of uh, revisits. But
2: let's let's just say the timeline for Fast and Furious doesn't make any sense post number six. You know they they got that Avengers thing going on. It's just it's all over the place. Yeah. So I, you I, don't you don't try and make sense of it. You just go there, you turn off your brain, and you enjoy the show. That, that's basically what those movies are now.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, where can I follow you at?
2: Uh, well, between the time I last saw you on this show, I actually do have a Twitter now. What? So I, well, yeah, I know. I, I know I'm not a – <laughs> I am not I do not like social media like that, and you know I don't. Um, but in order for me to keep up with, you know, the internet and not feel like an old man, you know, I'm missing out on memes and and jokes and stuff and you know people be <laughs> laughing at me at work so i I have a, I had a Twitter it's been about six seven months now I think i don't I don't know uh but yeah you can find me at uh Jones sixteen on Twitter and on twitch just ShinobiJones. Jones
0: yes and so like yeah and every once in a while we played um played some COD together all three of us a few times that was pretty fun then like
1: just, it's it's
2: not fun if you're on a pc it's, it's not <laughs>
1: so, so i've heard yeah. and seen
2: <laughs> we can get into that at some point but it's they don't understand how to um condense space on a hard drive or an ssd like, it's it's insane right now so i had to delete it but besides that
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah so this week is obviously thanksgiving week a oh, COVID thanksgiving Charlie Brown presents a COVID Thanksgiving, Uh, (laughs) which I'm not sure about y'all, but I'm staying very close to home. I'm not going out or not traveling nowhere. Normally in past Thanksgiving, I would travel down to Georgia. Uh, I'm not doing that this year. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to stay stay home. Um, Anyone planning on cooking? How about y'all? Are y'all going anywhere despite the recommendation to not travel? Are you going to be rebels?
1: garris uh no i'm i'm not i'm we're staying at home it's just me me, uh, my pops and my sister we're uh you know gonna cook up a little bit here. I'm not gonna do too much obviously since it's three of us, but uh yeah, we're just gonna keep it keep it close to home do you cook uh i i do i don't really I haven't needed to cook on thanksgiving I always offer help, but i always get turned down but i mean i can cook if i if i needed to i'll just i'm never asked to so <laughs> who does like the majority of cooking on thanksgiving uh well usually when we're meeting up with family it's usually my aunts or cousins um you know grandma doesn't like to cook anymore uh which is a shame because of course grandma's cooking is the best but you know they they get to retire after a while if they please if they choose to do so <laughs>
0: <laughs> to get
1: to hang up the apron. She can, yeah, she can hang up the golden apron after a while if she chooses. It's I completely understand, but um, yeah, usually it's uh, cousins or aunts uh, take up the cooking. But uh, my pops chips in every now and then now. So, all right, cool. How about uh, yeah, Albert?
2: Uh, I am also staying local. Uh, it's going to be me, my mom, and my dad. Uh, no one's cooking actually. I ordered food. Hey, and the ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay, reason behind okay. that is usually my mom likes to do the cooking but she had knee surgery so I you know we're not gonna let her cook and stand for hours on yeah on so so I bought uh, Thanksgiving and the only size I could get uh, was from Wegman's for ten people but there's three of us so that's gonna be interesting
1: <laughs> so there's gonna be a lot of food so how does that work how how does ordering a Thanksgiving meal from a place like that work like would it what does it entail? What are you required to purchase?
2: Um well they have a full set meal. You can't you can do different sections and parts, like you can do like sides alone and stuff like that, but just doing that is a rip-off. Like the whole meal is worth the price. It's like 150. So it's like a full oh. turkey, um, mashed That's potatoes. Actually not bad. 150? Yeah. I would have
1: thought it'd be way more. That's not bad at all.
2: I, I thought it was a good deal. Um, but like it's like a full turkey, 14 pounds, I think. So mashed potatoes, um, green beans, uh, butter squash, um, stuffing, rolls, uh, I believe salad, cranberry uh, sauce. And I think that's it.
1: Wow. That's not bad at all. that up on Wednesday. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I mean, if it's anything like Wegmans hot bar food, it's pretty damn good. should be pretty damn good.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I have high hopes for this because Wegmans is delicious. I'll,
0: I'll say this because, um, the Wegmans in our area, uh, in McGowan County, is in Germantown, which is like right around the corner for you, Albert, yeah. but about a little bit more of a drive to, like, about 20-minute drive for me, depending on, you know, where I'm coming from. Uh, so I went to Rutland's for the like, first time, like, let's say last early spring for the first time, and, but this was during like the COVID time, so, like, everybody was panicking, and it's like, wait, I walked in there, and the place is like, there's no food, like, the shelves are empty, and I was like, man, this is... This is a bad first impression. <laughs> like I come to Wegmans for the first time. And mind you, I've been to the Walmart across the street several times prior to this, but I never went, decided to like go to Wegmans. So I'll go back there, um, let's say sometime during the summertime when things were somewhat quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. And I saw the food bar and I was like, wow, it seemed like they have a lot of options over there. And it's like just not, just like all kinds of stuff. Like if I was like working uh, and like had like,
2: and I worked close by to Wegmans, I would probably be there all the time. I probably eat lunch there like three days a week uh, because I'm on the road a lot for work. So, you know, I do. I'm I'm a social worker, right? So, like, I'm going up and down 270 all the time. And I also live by Wegmans. But, uh, yeah, like, my favorites are their sandwiches and their sushi is really good. A little expensive, but it it is really good. Like, I I don't understand it. It it rivals some restaurant sushi.
0: (laughs) I remember a long time ago, like me, uh, Albert and I, um, like I said, we were old friends from like dating back to like elementary school. I remember when we were in college, you know, uh, we used to like praise 7-Eleven food.
2: (laughs) That's because we were two bro fools. (laughs) (laughs) We were to praise those big bites.
1: (laughs) Man, shoot! When I was in college, Sheets was my shit. We we had a Sheets in town that was open twenty four seven. I fucking love that place. <laughs> I, I wish there was a, I still to this day wish there was a Sheets around the corner from where we are here in PG County, but there isn't one in sight. But hey, Sheets, it is what what <laughs>
0: Sheets I, I've been to Sheets a few times going down south, traveling in the MPA. One Sheet Sheets has very cheap gas, and they yes, they do. Their their food is very good. Matter of fact, there's a
1: sheets up in um, Frederick. There is. I always go there on my way up to Frostburg or on my way up to uh, to like the Cumberland area when I go up to visit people up there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the
2: same way with Wawa when I'm going south. When I'm going through Virginia, uh, I will stop at Wawa every
1: time. See, we could do a whole segment on Wawa versus Sheets because I, <laughs> I I don't get I don't I don't get how you can if you've been to both. I don't get how you can like Wawa more than Sheets. I just don't understand it.
0: Well, I mean, the, well, no, uh, that's that's, yeah, that's tough because I know, I'm getting ready to say, well, Sheets has like a gas station, but Wawa's have gas stations also because I like, yeah. think, uh-huh. especially down in, like, you know, when you get like outside of DC um, metro area in Virginia, like get deep down, like Fredericksburg and all that stuff, they got like gas stations. But yeah, um,
2: I don't know. That's that's actually a very good well. I'm a I'm a Wawa homeboy only because when I was at the University of Maryland, we had the only Wawa that did See. not have a gas station. And so my three years at Maryland, uh I I was there all the time. Like it was great, open twenty four hours. So you leave the bar, you go to Wawa, like so I mean yep. I, I live and die by Wawa.
1: See, that's what it is. It's just it's just the sentiment of it was available to you during the peak of your life which yes. is college <laughs> and,
2: and when you're and when you're when you're paid in work study you know yeah. <laughs> that's that stuff hits you real good
1: so there you go but, all right I get that then <laughs> you
2: you uh
0: you mentioned something earlier when were talking about um ordering from um not wawas but ordering from Wegmans <laughs> thank you W's yes uh Wegmans I thought about, I actually thought about ordering uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner from Popeyes. It was it was discussed in this household recently, and I was like, you know what, yeah, let's do it. You know, because I don't, you know, my mom, you know, I I've cooked turkeys in the past. Uh, I think like the last three Thanksgiving, I, like I did a turkey, um, or in 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 prior to that, probably like side dishes, but ultimately we decided not to do it. Uh, everybody in the household is kind of like, you know, very careful about like the whole COVID thing. Cause you don't know how people are preparing At least from our perspective. I don't know how people are preparing this food, how like clean like, their hygiene and, and all those variables come to play. And I I, I kind of get it. So like, all right, we'll, maybe we'll try it like, next year or whatever. Cause I really want to try a deep fried Turkey. I've never, I've had it one time and I thought it was fantastic. And I've been yearning for another good deep fried Turkey. Um, But something I do want to discuss is um, I saw a little graph on Twitter the other day of like each state's favorite side dishes. And I thought it was very interesting what some states actually had to say about that. For example, the state of Georgia, favorite side dish, macaroni and cheese, Tennessee, sweet potato pie. Um, Alabama. Dressing. By the way, do you call it stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. Uh,
1: stuffing. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I call it stuffing as well. Uh, Maryland macaroni and cheese, Virginia macaroni and cheese.
1: Um, it's like the whole East Coast was macaroni and cheese. Yeah, the, whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole like Atlantic seaboard was macaroni and cheese.
0: And like New York, Pe- Pennsylvania, and Jersey, all stuffing right and so uh very interesting i know ohio uh was green bean casserole i don't think i ever had Ugh. I think I had green bean casserole maybe once maybe once i can't remember <laughs> a while back but i know that's a popular dish as well
2: uh let me re- say one thing I'll, you guys see the same map i do can y'all look at Wyoming real quick
1: okay all
2: right <laughs> uh, brown gravy <laughs> Yeah. What is brown gravy a side dish? <laughs> it's not a side dish. Yeah. I, when I saw this map, I was so confused because you don't eat gravy. You yeah, eat gravy is a condiment head on Exactly.
1: exactly. Eat, it's kind of a side
2: dish. So yeah. I, I don't know who lives out of Wyoming. Oh, over all those reservations. You know, it's not the Native Americans. I know it's not them, but it's just, <laughs> brown gravy is the top choice. I thought
0: it very interesting that um, and we're going to post this on like Insta- uh, on Instagram, like the map that we were looking at and on Twitter. So y'all don't feel left out. But I found that interesting that California has had mashed potatoes as their favorite side. I just thought that was very interesting. Not that I like mashed potatoes also, mashed potatoes with gravy. Uh, but I just figured California would be more fancier than that.
2: Do, do you eat gravy by itself, Carlos? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> I was just so stunned by that. Uh,
0: I, uh, man. <laughs> uh, other mentions were, I think, I just no, I said Ohio earlier. What's the state next to Ohio?
1: I can't even,
2: I can't. Uh, to left, Indiana.
0: Yes, Indiana.
1: Devil eggs. I mean, deviled eggs are good though.
0: Yeah, they, they're, they're
2: pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, not, I've, that's, well
1: Devil I've
2: eggs. never seen them at a Thanksgiving that I've been to. Hmm. Like, I've, I've ate them at, like, you know, potlucks at work. Uh, I like getting them from the Amish market down the street. But, like, I've never seen them at Thanksgiving. So, that was kind of odd to me.
1: Interesting. What, what's up with Kansas and creamed corn?
2: I was just about to say that.
1: Can, can we have a talk, Kansas?
0: Creamed corn? Let me tell you. <laughs> creamed corn, right? Well, is creamed corn normally sweet? Because every time I have creamed corn, it's sweet.
1: Yes uh, yeah yeah that's normally sweet,
0: yeah I, as a kid, I thought it was okay because it's sweet as an adult, I think it's disgusting
1: yeah it's not necessary, just it, you know, I, 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 I just give me the corn on the cob or just give me regular regular now i do like i do like sweet corn, I just don't need my corn to be creamy <laughs> it just it's not necessary at all, it doesn't add anything to it, it that makes it better
0: it really doesn't it really doesn't uh let's see um i saw rolls pop up a couple of times yeah there's a lot of places
1: on here with rolls
0: yeah
1: i I mean don't get me wrong rolls are great but you can have rolls anytime like that that doesn't make (laughs) if rolls makes your thanksgiving special that means the people that are cooking the rest of the sides for you uh need to not be cooking anymore
2: yes (laughs) Now, now South South Dakota differences. They have crescent rolls instead of normal rolls. <laughs> <This> <laughs> so very that was very specific.
1: Rolls. Yeah, that's yeah. very specific from them.
2: Like, is it is it a Pillsbury crescent rolls or like do you make your own? <laughs>
1: like, I, I'm just I'm shocked by how much green bean casserole is on here though. I I, I mean. Maybe I just don't know anybody that makes a great green bean casserole, or maybe I haven't seen it enough as a Thanksgiving side dish, yeah. but that that one strikes me as a, quite a surprise that it's on here. It looks like it's on here like 10, 11 times almost. I posted this question just before we went on live, and uh, one
0: of our followers on Twitter mentioned green bean casserole as like one of their favorite side dishes. So I imagine if, hey, maybe we just okay. it's not really something that's in our household, so maybe we just haven't had good green bean casserole yet. I would love to. Now I, I'm always open to trying stuff. Now mm-hmm. I'm always open. So if you have a good, uh, make a good green bean casserole, you know, hit us up in the DMs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, it's holiday we'll, season. <laughs> we'll get you a place that you can ship it to, so we can all try. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> um, surprised I didn't see like potato salad, like on like this list at all. At least I know. We usually have potato salad as a as, as a side dish as well. If we're, not, mm. if we're not doing like, if we're not doing mac and cheese, most likely we're not doing mac and cheese this year. And I like, guess it's just the three of us as well. I think everybody in this on this episode is like the party, the max party, is, like three people. So, you know, like don't want to go over overboard. Yeah, right. That, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I don't see like potato salad.
1: Now, these are two states that we don't, well, we obviously don't really associate with because they're not. Connected to this damn, uh, this damn continent, but Alaska has hash brown casserole as their top choice. What in the world is that? <laughs> what is hash brown casserole? Uh, that's a good
0: question. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't like hash browns. The only hash browns I really like is from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, like the hash brown. Hash brown
1: Ooh, like, those I, are good.
0: That, that, yeah, I don't like. I don't like hash browns from McDonald's. I don't like it from. Um, burger, I don't like hash browns. I just don't like it. So I don't know what a hash brown... Um, I don't know what Alaska's is doing at all. Yeah. I
2: will, I would think it's probably... My guess would be tater tots, I would think, because you have to have something small enough to mix with the casserole, right? Because you're adding cheese, you're adding sauce, you're adding those onion straws that people put in casseroles. So that would be my guess.
1: But So I'm looking it up right now. and I mean... It basically looks like potatoes and cheese, which, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's not bad. Yeah, that's what all, all these pictures of hash brown casserole looks like just potatoes and cheese.
0: Yeah, nah, Man, know I'm good. <laughs> you know, you know what, um, I was just thinking about this in past Thanksgiving. Did You ever do like turkey, the turkey bowl, like early morning, wake up early in the morning to go play football outside?
2: Yes we used to do that with the neighborhood kids back in the day
0: yeah same here um i wouldn't do it in my particular neighborhood because there wasn't a field nearby but normally somebody would uh hit me up hey carl we're we gonna play football at the school and they, you know just beat it be here around eight o'clock now like, all right cool you show up it's freezing cold outside the football is all hard it's like a size it's like it feels like a freaking cinder block because it's all cold and they <laughs> got a whole bunch of you got a whole bunch of uh NFL college, collegiate never never been, has been, or never made it, trying to, like, go all pro in a Turkey Bowl game, tearing up your ACL and all that nonsense. Yeah. yeah.
2: Were you there that one year? Because we, we did it, like, three years in a row in high school where we would play with, like, it was me, uh, all those guys that used to live at Kentlands, um, and we would play on Friday after Thanksgiving. Like, I swear you came to one of those one time.
0: <sighs> I there'll be like 20
2: of us may i
0: feel like maybe i've invited me out to them but i mm-hmm. haven't shown up it, that's very that's very possible i know because normally i would just do it the day of thanksgiving because like you are you work up all this energy you know playing football and like you know a lot of times only the, the last two times i did it i think it was two-hand touch mm-hmm. but previous year it would be like tackle i was like all right well, yeah, these big behemoth guys trying to tackle you down and get like, in barking at you and we must protect this house. And like, dude, what we had a middle
2: school here. Real relax. Relax. <laughs> Ray Lewis, come on. Your armored garment. Come on, dog. <laughs> the, the last year we did it, uh, if you if you remember Mark, big Mark from yes. high school, right? He he uh, he sprained his ankle our junior year when we did it. And we never did after again after that. We were playing, I think, at Brown Elementary, oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and he sprained his ankle. We had to uh, take him to the uh, ER over at Shady Grove Hospital. Yeah. See, here's the thing
0: about, uh, and you know, I'm not sure if people, I'm sure people want to do it despite COVID, but look here, you're not in the NFL, okay? You have you most likely have a nine to five, just like the rest of us. Okay? <laughs> or, 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 or you know, you, 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 you maybe you may have a four hundred one k. You may have that. So. Getting injured for a meaningless turkey ball game. Now, some some communities make it a big deal. I'm not going to downplay the turkey ball. But, you know, uh, you know, trying to rush for 100 yards, five catches, five receptions or whatever, yeah, that's great and everything. But I'm not tearing up my leg. For this. I want to go home and eat after this whole thing, all right? I, you know, one thing you don't want to do is spend most of your Thanksgiving at urgent care or I had an er because you broke your arm like i watched one d one year break his arm because he, he got oh he gosh it, like, ah, ah. it was like a horrible i was disgusted by this whole series it was crazy man because like, and, and, sometimes you got a bunch of like <laughs> like degenerates out there who are looking to her man i can't wait to hit somebody dude <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about like get this fool off off the field man come on get someone killed yeah, I don't miss that at all, at all, you know, I don't, I I, I can care less, I was, the only football I'll be doing, participating in, and this is, I don't even really care anymore, watching some NFL, because apparently the Washington football team in Dallas are playing for first place, and, you know, it's, 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 look here, I know it's bad, it's not a sports show, but it'll at least be something to watch, you know, especially in this area, because it's Dallas week, for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, those two teams don't deserve any talking about. But I guess if they're battling for first place, with my air quotes that I'm not putting up, then sure, whatever. The whole
2: the whole <laughs> conference does not deserves not to be talked about. Like just, just pretend the NFC doesn't exist right now. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: seriously. They,
2: you know, there's a good
0: chance that all of us going will have the itis anyway. So we're going to all be knocked out. So by the time the game is over, we're going to wake up and like, oh, what happened? We missed it. Oh, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least I know that's what, you know, the idea is going to be strong in, in the Carlos household, you know, and, you know, may the force be with you all come Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs>
0: Black Friday is coming up. And I'm not sure how, as always, the biggest thing out here is COVID. I'm not sure how COVID Black Friday is going to work. But if you were going to go out there Black Friday, one of the hot items out there will be out of a PS5 or Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S. The next gen um, consoles are out now, and guys, as someone as an Xbox uh, owner, Darius is a PlayStation owner, and Albert is PC. What do you feel about the world of Xbox and PS Five? If you were leaning towards one, what would you get? And for those who are not hip to the gaming world, Albert, you mind explain.ing
2: Well, as as a PC person, as as the master race. I find those consoles inferior to me. But if I have to explain, you know, for me, it would always be the PlayStation just because the the track record for the last three generations has just been great. Um, PS3, little issue, but I mean, the the PS1, the PS2, the PS4, the libraries are insane, right? Um, The only issue is that the fact that the PS4 is more, PS5 is more expensive right? Uh, both digital, digital versions of the Xbox and the PS5 uh, are $100 cheaper than its optical drive version, but you look at $299 for the Xbox for the Series S and $399 for the uh, digital version of the PS5. So, I mean, you just pick your poison. It's all about the release games, right? That's always what it's been about, the release games and also um, streaming games. Like, you know, you have Xbox Game Pass. I don't know what PSN's doing, um, but you know, the, the Xbox game pass is actually pretty cool. I gotta, I gotta admit pretty cool.
1: The, uh, I guess to come just to combat the Xbox game pass PlayStation, they do have, they don't have like a service in that same way, but they do have like a library of old, of old games that they allow you to download and play for free. Um, but, uh, you, I mean, you hit it on the head, uh, PlayStation, these last few generations have definitely has has lopsidedly won (laughs) the last couple of generations and there's a reason for it and the game library is a lot of that reason for it um the the, (laughs) i I actually lucked up and i already have a playstation 5 (laughs) whoa
2: you have one did you pay regular price or you had to get like a scalp one
1: I did I did pay regular price. Oh wow.
2: That's I, uh
1: yeah. I'm, Big ball I'm, done it. <laughs> I'm lucky enough uh I'm lucky enough to have a cousin who was very, very pressed when they first announced uh pre-orders and he and he put in he was well this is how pressed he was. He wasn't sure He heard the rumors of people getting their orders canceled, their pre-orders cancelled. So he pre-ordered one at one place and then he pre-ordered one at another place. Just in case one got canceled, neither one of them got canceled, so he let me get the other one. And I just that's
2: what I was going to ask you about because <laughs> if, if y'all follow the news, when when the PlayStation 5 came debuted and you know they told you the price range and everything, and when the pre sales were going to start, there was a giant show. if oh, you
1: can say was, that, right?
2: It was, it was definitely awful. that, yes. Um, you know, like Amazon, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, like. People were, like you, like you said, were ordering PlayStation 5s and it would just get canceled. <laughs> um, some people were, and there was no limit to buy them either. So some people bought like 10, 20, 30, and then you saw it on eBay or whatever website you go to, Reddit, what have you, and you mark it up 300%. Yeah. And
1: true. people paid. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So like it was, a, it was a disaster on Sony's end and they apologized for
1: it too. They like I, really screwed up. They did. They They definitely botched this entire pre-order system that they had they uh they botched the release in a lot of ways too as far as just the supply not meeting the demand um the markup the markups that are happening on internet websites is just crazy i actually have a friend who did purchase a marked up playstation 5 yeah. he went and met this like kid in you know like two towns over and paid 900 dollars for a playstation Ouch. 5 yeah
0: I'm just gonna just be blunt about this. I mean, if you get the money, do what you gotta do. But look here, the system's not going nowhere. All right. It's not going on. Not. You're, not, you're not gonna get that much more clout by getting the first PS5. You're, you're not. You think you are? You're not. I <laughs> promise you that. And for those who bought multiple PS5s, like you know, waiting out there. Remember the you remember when you, when people used to like be out you know, for like midnight releases or midnight drops. I did yeah. it like once or twice. I think I did mm-hmm. it for um, Batman, Arkham City. Mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I did do it because I went to GameStop around the corner and like, and like there was a line outside of people like waiting for Arkham City and like they giving out t-shirts. and That was like a great time.
2: I miss those days, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really, I've missed those. I mean, because a matter of fact, I gave my mom my Arkham City shirt, which I got, only wore like maybe a couple of times. But like one day I came to her house, went to her house and she was wearing it. I was like, hey mom, you know, if you went outside, you know, and like, this, this like your normal errands and you run into a couple of people who actually are gamers. If they see you wearing that shirt, you're going to get a lot of like cool points from them because like, it's a, it's a cool shirt and they're going to be like, oh, wow. They're going to be like, ma'am, are you a gamer? <laughs> you're gonna be like, no, of course not. I don't, really, I don't really know who this guy is. on like, my like, t-shirt. but, but imagine, imagine you buy like two um, PS5s, right? And especially in like certain neighborhoods, in certain areas in like the DC area, DC metro area, you better be hauling ass to your car. Because there's gonna be some people over there who are not gonna be paying for nine hundred dollars for that that um uh, that uh that's gaming system. All they need is that that thing in their hand. And you're gonna have to give that bad boy up.
2: Well, see here's the thing also, with not just the PlayStation and but also the Xbox. I, what I don't get with the mad rush to buy them is the release games is nothing to blow yourself up for. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at the, the release games on PS5, there's no original games coming out. Like, everything's either a remake um, or a sequel. Um, right. So, like, same with Xbox. So, like, I guess, like you said before, Darius, it's all about, right currently, right now, until, like, the um, the 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 first party games come out. It's all about your library. Um, and right now, you know, the library for PS5, um, going back to PS4, and I think you can even emulate PS2 and PS3 games. Is that the case?
1: Uh, yes, in some shape, form, or capacity. It's, there's limitations, but yeah.
2: That's insane. <laughs> the, the, the fact that you can go back and play, like, games like Gradius 5, on the PS5, I don't know if you ever played that game. Again, it's amazing.
1: Very it, it says perfect, something, yeah. you know. That yeah. that's
2: I think that's I think that's really cool. I think that's really something special for that console because again, the library is humongous.
1: Yeah. Now, so my, so my opinion on the consoles, this this new generation of consoles, is that I think we're, I think it's unnecessary at this moment that we're in right now. Um, I don't see why they felt they needed to release these two consoles in 2020 why could i don't know why we they couldn't wait another year or two because as you said the library isn't there right now the as far as new generation games that are going to show off the new generation technology there are a few uh there are a few and a few of these games are taking advantage of it which is which is great uh you know especially with the ps5 the ps5 and uh, um you know has Super fast loading times. I don't have experience with the Xbox. That's the only reason I'm not going to mention it. But super fast loading times. Um, You know, it has some 4K uh, uh, graphical, excuse me, 4K graphical resolution enhancements. It uh, has very unique controller experience with the way that it uh, it provides rumble and trigger resistance and, uh, you know, things that you've never felt from a controller before, aside from vibration, of course. Uh, It's great that it has these features, but. Did we need these in 2020? I kind of don't really think so. Which is why I it, initially I wasn't really chomping at the bit to go out and get a PlayStation 5. I just looked up and my cousin got two and I was the only person he felt the need to to offer or the first person he felt the need to offer it to. So, that's the only reason I have one. Otherwise, I I mean, I would I would probably just be sitting here playing my PlayStation 4 to this day and probably for another couple months cuz I wouldn't be <laughs> running out the door to go get a PlayStation 5.
2: And so I, I feel that, you know, overall, I think it's good for gaming in general because it makes it makes PC gaming cheaper, which was a very hard avenue to get into because it was expensive. And the most expensive things were, of course, the uh, the CPU and the GPU. But the GPU coming down to a 500, 500 uh, base price with that power just opens up a lot of avenues for a lot of people.
1: And it's funny you say that because I think – in these last couple of years where cross-platform gaming has become very, very big, especially in competitive games, whether it's, you know, Call of Duties, whether it's Fortnites, you know, sports gaming titles, things of that sort. Uh, Yeah. Apex, you just said Apex. Now that cross-platform gaming has become so relevant, the, the, the advantages that, pc players have compared to controller players controller console gamers and or vice versa some of the advantages that console gamers have that pc gamers don't such as aim assist and things like that i know we're getting into nerdy stuff (laughs) 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 i think i think that is the one thing that may have pushed sony and microsoft to kind of force this console generation on us is because now they're catching up with some of the things that at least pc had advantages with yeah. particularly when it comes to the frames per second and and console power itself that kind of stuff is now matching up to pc uh to pc gaming so yeah that, that's a good point that's i can see that being a reason why they pushed this generation into 2020
2: for those who don't know what survivor series is we're talking, <laughs> about WWE, we're talking about wrestling am i the only one you got none of, none of y'all saw it nothing like no Twitter nah. highlights, no, no stream links, nothing. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: haven't, nah. I haven't watched the last wrestling event I watched was AWA like maybe two weeks ago. But as far as WWE is concerned, I think I may have clicked on it like once or twice um, during the COVID because they, they had no fans. So i was like, all right, let's see how this plays out. But I haven't really watched in a long time. I know the last, the last thing I really watched with fans was like, I think it was like the Raw before WrestleMania um, a couple of years ago. I think we got tickets from the
1: office. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
0: I think I think you were I think you were in the lower like yeah, I did. It, yeah. I was happy to be there. Like, oh so now I got there. Of course I would I uh, left my tickets in the office. I think I hit you up there and said, hey, I want you know the tickets are available. Like hook me up. you' we was like, all right, cool. So uh-huh. I went to the office and um grabbed them. I think during my lunch break. And like, on the way to go to the actual get uh the actual uh, wrestling event. At, um, down in Chinatown, I left my tickets. And i was going to be there on time because I wanted to be there at eight sharp, in my seat at eight. Like I made sure, I may be late for a lot of things, but I wanted to be on time for that because I wanted to see the pyro griffin, and the intro introduction, all that stuff. And when I got like, across, the, um, across the river towards um, Navy Yard, I realized I didn't even have my ticket and I was so
1: pissed off. I was really that's, pissed. that's tragic. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was, <laughs> so I had to go all the way back to um, my, my job in I know, Fairfax Grab the tickets, come back down, and by the time I got there, Kurt Angle had just hit the stage, and like this is like last match. Also, like you know, know, I grew up watching wrestling, just like all of us. So that was kind of dope, but that's what Survivor Series. Survivor Series is a pay per view
2: for those who don't follow wrestling. Um, well, let me just let me just say real quick. Just I did watch it, right? But I'm not as big as a fan as I used to be. I only watched the big pay per views: WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. well king of the ring is not really one of the big ones anymore i guess for me it'd be like war games for nxt that's i'll watch that and that's at the end of the month in december uh but yeah so i watched it because it's a virus series, because it's it's a big deal but like you know you tell me to watch like i don't know like hell in a cell nah, I'll, I'll skip it but i do keep up with wrestling through reddit the the, the reddit page of, of of uh wrestling all wrestling uh wwe aew very entertaining that's how I get all, all my information. I see all my pictures and screens and streaming links. So that's how I keep up with all that stuff.
0: You know, uh, it's funny because in October, I started seeing like uh, ads and promos from Halloween Havoc. I'm like, holy snap. They came, They brought back Halloween Havoc. They pulled it NXT- w- yep. They pulled WCW's Halloween Havoc. I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch this. But then I realized it was NXT. I was like, you know what? I, was like, I, wasn't actually, I actually wasn't mad about that. Cause I was like, you know what? NXT, I don't really follow that. NXT is like a developmental uh, organization through WWE. I you that with quotations. <laughs> but just for those who don't follow wrestling, I got to just make sure people understand, you know, get some context. But I was very impressed that they used Halloween Havoc.
2: Halloween Havoc is a big deal back in WCW. It it was developed It is still developmental, but now it's kind of like the third brand, especially with AEW coming out in the last year. Yes. and they push it to a third brand in order to compete with AEW with t- Tony Khan, who owns the Jaguars, I believe, that also is. owns AEW and uh, Chris Jericho as yeah. well. And so they pushed AE- they pushed NXT to become more of a player, um, to compete with AEW because so AE- it is they do do development stuff. But most of the, the shows that air are mostly actual real professional wrestlers. And NXT is actually the superior show. That has that's the that's the best wrestling you probably get outside of the big pay-per-views of the main Raw and SmackDown. Yeah,
1: like, I've heard a lot. Want... I've heard a lot of positive stuff about NXT.
2: Yes, it's it's very good. Very good. A lot of a lot of the top stars currently right now in the WWE came from NXT and they got huge in NXT.
1: That's really dope. The
0: highlight of um well, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Survivor Series. I didn't, you know, quite frankly, I just had no desire to watch it. But the biggest thing I took away from it was the fact that the Undertaker finally retired. It was, it was his final, final pay-per-view match, a pay-per-view appearance. I'm not sure if he wrestled, but
2: I
1: just know
0: it was his final pay-per-view appearance.
1: Is it for real this time, though? He,
2: so. <laughs> he, he, he has so. the, the Undertaker <laughs> has retired about three or four times now um <laughs> i, I can, think it might be real this time only because he's doing a media tour so yes, i yes. think this time it is legit because i saw him on hot ones
0: this morning i was like oh that, my, was mark, good mark, that was a good one mark calloway that's the undertaker for those that don't know mark calloway's on hot ones oh this is real he really is retired he retired retired you know so you know it's i'm gonna be honest looking thinking back at it because i know a lot of people say you know who, when someone asks you who's your favorite wrestler People say Bret Hart. People say Stone Cold Steve Austin. People say The Rock. You know, people will say uh, Ric Flair, Bret Hart. But and if you go even further back, Hulk Hogan, or macho man. But honestly, the, my favorite wrestler has always been The Undertaker. Always. It's, has his always. And they're not so much, I mean, is he good on the mic? No. <laughs> you know, he's, but he's a bruiser. He has some cool. He has, first of all, he has some great finishes. The chokeslam and, you know, the tombstone, even though the tombstone, your head never, if you do the tombstone pile driver properly, it, your head is never supposed to hit the canvas. But unfortunately, people like Owen Hart, rest his soul, breaks Steve Austin's neck because he put him in the uh, actual regular pile driver and, like, his head was popping out from his thighs. Like, <sighs> <he laughs>
2: like, pile drivers you know? are illegal <sighs> in the WWE um, again, the only thing that can be used is a tombstone only because the head is above the knees yes. before you go down so you know their head won't hit the mat. Yeah. You know, it's... That can kill it.
0: A kid, a kid in Florida like I mean, tw- almost... That was six, like 12 years ago. I remember I mean, that. You know, I think maybe longer than that, 15 years ago, this kid was doing a wrestling move and using the power driver. Again, your head, to describe it to people, you have your person upside down and their head is like, pointed... In the direction of your, you know, of your your crotch, and like usually your legs, usually their head are in between your thighs, and you drop them down to the ground, or slam them down to the ground. Now this kid saw this move, tried it on his sister, and broke his sister's neck, killing her. And so, it's it's a it's a dangerous move. So I'm, you know, I have like I said, I haven't watched wrestling in a while. I'm glad they kind of banned that that move because it 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 hurt it's hurt actual wrestlers in in it. it it's is a dangerous
2: move, and I also don't like to talk about the court case only because side note, uh, the kid who did it it was an accident, but he yeah. got like ten years in prison nah, or something like man. that. It was cr- yeah. Florida sucks. Florida's yeah. an awful state. But let's yeah, yeah. dig. I digress. And so, um,
0: and, and that was also like the you know which was messed up about it. So, that being said, the Undertaker has always been my favorite, um, wrestler throughout all these years. Again, he had you know he was the dead man. Like he comes out, got the the tune, the bells ringing, the lights go dim. He come out with his big hat and like his you know trench coat and you know and back back when he had Paul Bear as his manager. Even going all the way back when like he they used to do like the uh, the I guess was, like the funeral home the funeral room where he like it, like used to be like a situation where Paul Bear would interview like let's say Hulk Hogan and I like, guess like to like you know. Do a little promo because like, Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker most likely are gonna have a, a wrestling match in the next pay per view. Like Hulk Hogan's talking to Paul Berry, like and drawing off to Paul Berry, like there's a two, there's a, a coffin in the background, and all of a sudden the like, coffin opens up, and you see The Undertaker pops out and like, attacks the, <laughs> the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got Jim Ross and like um, and Vince McMahon, like by God, it's The Undertaker! Hulk Hogan lock out, and like next you know, like all hell breaks loose. I used to love that stuff, man. Um, but in like throughout the uh, like i remember for a time period it was it was working and like even during the attitude era um i think he turned into like a gothic version of the undertaker the the, the ministry
2: yeah i was going to ask you which one was your favorite version of the undertaker and it's for me the ministry version of undertaker was the best one it had the best theme song he had the best symbol like the gothic cross Remember when he hung Stone Cold up in the rafters on the on yeah. the bottom? That was
1: pretty sick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll say okay, so I'll say it, it's tough. It's tough because because even like with the like the wrestling games, like they have different variations of the undertaker. They have like the Mystery Undertaker and they have like, you know, the American badass undertaker. Oh, let's not and, talk about that one. And, uh, yeah,
1: please. I was uh, hoping you're not gonna say that's your favorite.
0: And uh <laughs> and Keep rolling, rolling. You know, American Badass. And that was not. That was kind of a weird period. Like, okay, I get it, because you got t- tired of like the Dead man Roll. That
2: was a midlife crisis, Undertaker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> come out with the uh, the Harley. Um, I I will always I was always like love the original because especially when him and Paul Bear were like yeah you know the, you know like his manager was Paul Bear and he had to, have to earn that always like was like my favorite you know, uh, I still think he was the most menacing when he was younger. He just appeared to be the most menacing because again, he would never be on the mic. It would be the manager, the manager would do all the talking. And, and then you just kind of like wondering, this guy is mysterious, he don't speak. He's like He almost like, you know, imagine like Jason Voorhees as a wrestler. Like he has like his mother being the manager and doing all the speaking for him. Like you don't know what the, this monster, this creature is gonna going be wrestling against like Hulk Hogan. My goodness, Hulk, Hulk Hogan survives this match, in <laughs> you know. All this, you know. Just, but the original, the original uh, Undertaker in his costume and gimmick—that was my favorite.
2: Think about all the things that the Undertaker provided over the last thirty years of his career, right? Um, buried alive matches, right? Yeah. Ambulance matches. I think I don't know if he was the original creator of that or not um boiler room matches was was a thing or maybe that was mankind uh but the big one hell in the cell right everyone knows hell in the cell everyone knows hell in the cell undertaker versus mankind everyone knows what happened (laughs) yeah you know it's iconic
0: if If you if you never watched uh any wrestling youtube hell in the cell undertaker versus mankind aka mick foley yep uh, it's, and you, that is one of the, it's an iconic uh, match. It's a dangerous match because Mick Foley actually got really hurt. And, and people talk about wrestling being, versus fake. Man. I don't know why people are kitty nonsense. You try falling, you fall, you get thrown off a freaking, uh, I don't know I forget how big that cage was. It was high up there.
1: It's it's like
0: five stories,
1: maybe? It was, it was, it was high, yeah. It
0: was high up there. And you, and like, yes, wrestling is sports entertainment. And things, a lot of things go wrong because I think we've talked about it in the past. There have been wrestlers where, where, you know, stunts have gone wrong and wrestlers got gotten hurt wrestlers have died. At some point, the Undertaker throws Mick Foley off the top of the um, cell and he got to land on the, um, the announcement hey, table. When I think about it, because I saw it like, earlier this morning, the accuracy, you have to land that right or else he's falling flat on like, the ground and that's going to be a disaster.
2: Now, was do you know if that was planned? Because I heard rumors that that wasn't planned. That that was kind of just made up on the fly between him and Mick Foley. But it happened because
0: those those announcer tables are, like, are flimsy anyway, and so they they're meant to
2: break.
1: So Especially like the Spanish, the Spanish announced table.
2: Yeah, yeah, they were oh, very they, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for those guys. So they, they, were, they were always
0: they were always will always be like the Spanish announced the table that would break and never like Jim Ross and Jerry King uh, <laughs> table. But like no, like, oh, man, oh. and man also during that time period because mankind, aka Cactus Jack, aka Do Love, um, he is like, the same guy, Mick Foley. He was very he was like the. The equal to the Undertaker because he was very gothic and very creep, like creepy, like you know, ghoulish looking. Not ghoulish, but it's like demented looking creature. Wrestling. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, Undertaker who was always, always the ghoulish, you know, fear, like you know, the oh gosh, you know, don't fear the Reaper. He was like literally the Reaper, and those two like collided for uh, Hell in a Cell, which you know, was fantastic.
1: The original, the original Hell in a Cell was sixteen feet high. Um, since oh. now, now Hell in a Cell is twenty feet high. Just oh, wow. for your your statistics on that.
0: it was the Yokozuna versus Undertaker coffin match. Which yeah,
2: that's what that's the first casket match. match. That's the yeah. very yeah. first yeah. casket yeah. match. Yes, yeah.
0: where it's like where like you you don't win by f- submission or pinfall. You got to put your opponent in the coffin and close the coffin. And I remember that particular that particular one. Was that the one that undertaker actually lost that one and like yokozuna
2: i swear he won
0: i mean, i, he... I want to say he won that one he won that. Okay. there was one that he lost and like they opened up the casket, casket and he disappeared and like the rest of
1: his... <laughs> I, I i know i know that one i think I, I well i think i know which one you're talking about because the one the one that always stands out to me is the one where he did a casket match Versus Shawn Michaels, and I'm I was I was a big Shawn Michaels fan when I was younger. This was, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was in like 1998. It was at Royal Rumble. Uh, it was Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, and then there was a bunch of interference where like DX came out um, to kind of help out Shawn Michaels, and then everybody cleared out because Kane came in. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kane, of course, you know, they had just started the storyline of him being Undertaker's brother. <laughs> <was his> brother. <laughs> and Kane came in, cleared out everybody in the ring, and took on Undertaker himself. He puts him in the casket and then sets the casket on fire.
2: Yes. That was actually Kane's debut. I actually that, was saw Kay- okay, that-, that was Kane's I, debut. Yeah, okay. I saw okay. that on the network uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. When they're they doing like a, a a documentary with the Undertaker, uh-huh. and he talked about that—that that was Kane's debut. When that well, happened.
1: And, and it's crazy. I like—I was not. I've always been indifferent with Undertaker. Like, there's been moments where I've liked Undertaker. There've been moments when I didn't like Undertaker. When I was—that was a period where I was younger and I was a big fan of Shawn Michaels. Um, so obviously, at that time, I didn't like Undertaker. But when that happened, I cried like a baby. 'Cause I thought I just watched a man burn alive on live television. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that my grandma just made me watch this. She just had me, she just allowed me to watch a man get burned alive in a casket. I cried like a fucking baby.
2: You know, when you think of like wrestlers who just shoot up into the atmosphere, like it's it's those two, right? I don't think it's very popular, but like outside the wrestling world, I mean, yeah, mainstream knows who he is, but he never reached those those levels as rock or stone cold
1: maybe it is the darkness factor it's it's hard to in a lot of ways it's hard to root for somebody with that kind of darkness factor in that setting i would th- that, that at least that's my opinion that's what i would think is the reason that it didn't allow him to be the 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 top tier superstar that a stone cold and a, and a rock were the rock and and stone cold they have they had charisma and that was a big part of what made them who they are, uh, who they are today, and who they were then. Their charisma was just next level. There were just there was just not very many superstars that had the kind of uh, charisma and and the ability to make people laugh, the ability to make people mad at them. They they could do they could range everything from bad guy to good guy. Undertaker it was kind of, it was kind of monotone for most of his career until he, you know, until he did the American badass thing, which again, we hope we can all forget about, but (laughs) that, that was the most charisma Undertaker had in, in, in his, you know, in most of his career was changing to this American badass theme Undertaker. So I think that's what it was. I think that's what held him back was he didn't get to show off uh, his range as being a charismatic character, like the other guys did.
2: Let let me just say real quick that I, by no means, am I discrediting the, the Undertaker's career? um i just meant that like he just never reached the upper echelon yeah. oh yeah that yeah. only so many few stars gets you right. know like it, it's per era you might get two or three rock and roll era you got hogan and macho man and uh ultimate warrior attitude era you got stone cold rock maybe triple h he was oh, on the cusp, I guess. I, I don't know. Don't you know, you, then
1: don't you dare disrespect. <laughs> me. You
2: know, ruth of the aggr- ruth of aggression. He, you know, he the was rise of ad-
1: big part of the attitude Era. How dare you?
2: No, he was. He was. Like, <laughs> but, but I mean, do <laughs> you, you? If you okay, if we have an attitude error about Mount Rushmore, right? Rock, Stone Cold. Who are the other two?
1: John Michaels and Triple H.
2: But can't you argue that? What, what about what about the Undertaker? Undertaker doesn't deserve, doesn't deserve to be there. No. Or mankind doesn't deserve to, doesn't deserve to be there. I think mean, mankind. Mean, I think mankind.
0: I, mean, I think mankind. Wow. No, I'll say mankind because, when the attitude error. He that's when he hit the scene, and again, yeah, he, sure. he was he was the the adversary to the Undertaker. And he was very demented. He was he was creepy in a different type of fashion, and so he I think he served the purpose like where he just he was actually good on the mic. I know Undertaker, at one point, he didn't have Paul Bear as his on his side for a while. But he, Mankind was actually good on the mic enough that he can, like, you know, captivate himself to that point. So I would put Mankind on it. I'll take Triple H off, to be honest. But also, that's me being somewhat biased. I never really liked Triple H. But I don't think Triple H was good on mic neither. Oh, so,
2: he, he wasn't good on the mic. But he he, on, I, I think in the Attitude era, I think Triple H was probably the best heel of that yeah. era. He was a yeah. perfect foil. He was a perfect foil for Stone Cold. He was a perfect foil for The Rock. You know, yeah. He, and, he, and he and he couldn't have Rock and Stone Cold go at each other every night for a whole year. You know, no. you needed Triple H to do that. Is he part of Mount Rushmore? Debatable. Debate about because i because if you think for one, if you think
0: I don't have especially in the attitude Era, if you think I'm gonna have Triple H on my Mount Rushmore and not have Bret
2: Hart, then you got you get you know, Bret I mean, Hart wasn't, but he left before the attitude era. So he he was, started, no, but he was there, like at the beginning, but like he didn't last. He, was there he went, the, he left after to, to WCW after the, the uh Montreal Screwjob. screw job, yeah, but no, but yeah, that was during the attitude era though, yeah. I but was, I mean, I don't, but when you think attitude Era, you don't think Bret Hart, you don't. I I I honestly I do I he he was you he was, are you know you are like one of like four people who probably doesn't no one thinks Bret Hart when you think Attitude Era, no you, you think rock you think rock and roll era Bret Hart going into the nineties with that sure, King Man. Macho Man King Macho Man and I'm, um right I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> no I he was a part of that era but he wasn't a superstar just yet that was towards the, by mid by mid nineties just before by mid nineties he was. He was there and he was at the point. He was the top guy. He was like, you know, more, you know, he was. He was, he was, he but, he was.
2: And the, he, I, I mean,
0: mean, he, as, as the attitude ever emerged. Yeah. I know he, he was there at the beginning. I knew he wasn't a big fan of where they were going, but he was a part of it. Cause he was still dealing with like, he was still a part of like, you know, Stone Cold, he had a many battles with Stone Cold and this, this is the Stone Cold Steve Austin that we know to this day. You know, he had the, he had battle with with obviously he had a battle with, like you know Triple H, DX, and all that stuff. He was there. I mean, he might, he wasn't there for the entire era, but I think he was he was right there. And because remember, the heart Foundation had formed into like a whole gang. You know, heart Foundation even that same Attitude Era, the heart Foundation was going up against the, the National Domination. So I, I I would I would say he was a part of it. He, he may not have been a staple, but he was a part of that era. That's all. I was
2: for, for me, the Attitude Era doesn't doesn't begin until. Stone Cold wins King of, King of the Ring. That's when the Attitude Era officially begins. because that's when he came out with 316. I like that's that. When I like that. The, the 316, um, mon- the following Monday after that pay-per-view, you had the signs, you had the fan-made shirts, and WWE decided to cash in, and then 316 was born.
0: No, I, I, I understand. I, I I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. I just – he – I will put him – again, I will still – I will not put Triple H up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, Triple, oh, H gonna, Triple H is not going to be on my. Damn. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. The
1: disrespect.
0: Not, Hunter, Hunter Hughes probably is not going to be on my Mount Rushmore of the Attitude Era. I'm just so sorry.
1: Disrespect. Look, look, look oh, yeah. Unbelievable.
0: We How we, dare we talk, you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darius? Wow. We, talk, we talked a lot. Um, we talked good episode. Really good episode. Uh Albert, you should come by more often. Carlos, you should invite me more often. How about that? <laughs> you're, right. you're absolutely right. I should. Let everybody know where they can follow you at.
2: Uh again, you can follow me at uh Jones 16 on Twitter. Uh and also on Twitch, uh just twitch.tv slash Shinobi
1: Jones. The underscore game 836 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. You can follow my personal
0: account, That Brother Los, on IG and Twitter. You can follow Yes Another Podcast on IG and Yes Another Pod on Twitter. And if you want to email us, you can email us at Yes at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitch, It's That Brother Los. So wherever you go this weekend or this week for Thanksgiving, just be safe, eat up wear a mask I would love for us to be out and about next Thanksgiving COVID free and safe so until next time we're out